Welcome back to another episode of the Balance and Barbells podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Dirk, and this is your weekly reminder that you are the director of your life and every day is a new opportunity to become 1% better and closer to who you want to be. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. It might not be morning where you are, but I hope you're having a good day. In today's episode, I'm just sharing some of my opinions on some of the trends I've been seeing on social media from the Ninja Creamy to Pilates routine, some skincare stuff, and even cycle syncing. I think my feed has been flooded with a bunch of different trends, and I'm just kind of sharing my take on what I think about it and what I've been loving and what I'm not loving, maybe the de-influencing side of things. I honestly love some of the things that I have been influenced to purchase on TikTok and social media in general. I just think that it's a really fun outlet to find new things. It's my main source of search engine now. Like I don't ever use Google. I don't even think, gosh, Google's like the last thing I use. I open either TikTok, Instagram, ChatGPT before I open Google to like find things I'm looking for. But a lot of times we're just served content and we're served things even if we're not looking for them. So like TikTok specifically, I feel like anytime I open it up, it becomes very materialistic. Like I see an outfit I like, I see either like a cup, like I'm big on like mugs and cups and things like that, or just like something for the house that makes me want to be materialistic and just like run and go buy something. And it can be really easy on social media. There are some things that I've been influenced by that I absolutely love. And I want to talk about some of those as well in this episode. So we're just going to dive right into some of the things that I've been loving. First, the Pilates trend. I feel like this trend has lasted the longest of any trend I can think of, but I am here for it. I think Pilates, especially like reformer Pilates is such a good or workout. And I think the core is an area that is either undertrained, overtrained, or improperly trained. And I think a lot of people's issues, especially with training, I'm not even, I think, I know a lot of issues from people's training come from elite core. Either your pelvic floor isn't trained properly, or you're just not training your core in a proper way through your exercises, and it can lead to injury. And Pilates is such an effective way of training your core that I'm such a fan of it. Reformer Pilates, especially when you do like core workouts, are amazing for your core. And they are, I've seen amazing results through clients. I've seen them on social media, people just sharing their results of transformations of their core and their core strength. So I'm here for Pilates and I think it's a great way to incorporate it into your training. I don't think you have to be only a Pilates girl. I like weightlifting a lot more than I like Pilates and Pilates can get really expensive, but I'm very passionate about what it can do for your core and that it shows you that your own body weight is a very effective form of exercise. Um, So I love that form of exercise. You can fit in in your schedule whenever you can, or you can try and do it once a week. You can also do mat Pilates, so you can do it at home. There's a lot of free workout classes on YouTube and things like that. So those are really good ways to incorporate it, but I love the Pilates trend. Next, skincare. I don't know. This one's a hit or miss for me. I see a lot of skincare routines. I saw one the other day that somebody did And I just think we need to acknowledge the fact that we do not need to be spending thousands of dollars on skincare and we don't need to be putting thousands of different products on our faces. I think that the more intense you go with the skincare, I don't think is better necessarily. There are some really high quality products out there that are expensive and I think they're worth every penny. But I also think the people that you watch on TikTok do their morning routines and their nighttime routines and they just spend 
hours on their skincare. I mean, like you watch somebody do 50 minutes of skincare. There was one girl I watched the other day who put on like six products and then she dunked her face in ice and then she washed her face and then put more products on. And all I could think was that was so much money down the drain. Like you just put on so many products and wash them right off. How could that have done anything unless it was like a peel or something like that? So I think that this can be something that we can get carried away with because we see somebody using a product and it can get overwhelming because we start to like question the products we're using or we want to try a new product. And then before you know it, you're putting 15 things on your face in the morning. And I think you need to ask yourself, are they really helping? And also really like dive into it with a, an esthetician, somebody who's trained to help you with your skin because everyone's skin is so different. And that's something that I learned in high school. I did not have good skin in high school or college. I really dealt with acne really bad. And once I went to a dermatologist and I started using products that were specifically outlined for me, my skin changed. And I've been using those products for years. And I think that the more minimalistic I've gotten in my skincare routine, the better my skin has been. I'm not always the biggest fan of all skincare because I think it can get overhyped and it just gets really expensive if there's not intention behind it. There are a lot of products that I love. I have them in my shop, my page, which I'll put in the show notes as well. Primally Pure is one of my absolute favorite skincare products because it's all natural and it uses natural things and avoids fragrances. It avoids chemicals that are really harsh on your skin. And I love like soaking my face in their plumping serum at night, but I've also made it really minimalistic. So I wash my face, I put on a moisturizer and I put on a serum at night and that's pretty much it on gua sha as well, but like I don't do like a 17 step skincare routine and that's something that really works for me. Same in the morning, I wash my face, I put on my moisturizer and I always put on SPF. That is one thing that I will make sure I always keep out of the sun is my face. I put on like a 46 SPF every single morning and anytime I'm going in the sun, I make sure that that's the first thing that I put on. I've even started putting it on my hands because I think that as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that I really need to pay attention to my hands and my neck. Those are areas that I really focus on. But I I don't know. I just can't get behind the 17, 25 step skincare routine. I think it's overkill. And I think that it's not doing as much as you think it is for your skin, but it's draining your bank account. And sometimes it can even negatively be impacting your skin. So I think do your research and don't just be mindlessly following people on social media who say you have to buy every skincare product under the sun. Cycle syncing is another one that I've been seeing on social media. And this is funny because it's not something that's new to me. It's something I learned probably when I was early 20s, so almost 10 years ago, when I was getting off of birth control. And it's so funny sharing some of these things because I realize like how old I guess I am. Like I was even talking to my mom about this the other day and how I remember going to Whole Foods like trying to find all of these healthy products when I was trying to get off birth control. I was going gluten-free. I was getting off caffeine. I was getting off dairy. And products like this just really didn't exist. Like today you can go in the grocery store and pretty much find anything you want, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, whatever you want. And there's like a variety of stuff. But when I was trying to go gluten-free, dairy-free, and whatever for my period, I noticed that this wasn't like as common, like like brands like Siete and Simple Mills were like just coming out at this time. I don't even think they were fully out yet. They were really hard to find. They were easily accessible, like Siete, Simple Mills. Like it was early, I want to say 2015. So everything was still pretty new and it was really hard to find like a variety of products like this. So cycle syncing and all this other stuff wasn't as common and wasn't as well understood. And when you talk to people about it, it was kind of like, 
I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard of this. But there was one book I remember reading and it talked about how you need to sync your cycle to your nutrition, to your sleep, to your routines. And I honestly started doing a lot of this stuff around that time. But then also, especially with like my workouts and things, I noticed I had to lay off of the hit and the high intensity exercises that I was always doing. I was working out like seven days a week. I was listening for like an hour, hour and a half. And once I started to like try and shift and get my hormones healed, I had to start focusing more on walking, low impact exercises. I just stopped going to cycle classes and I saw a major shift in my skin, my hormones, my energy, and just my overall health. So I think it's really important to understand how your cycle affects everything from your diet, nutrition, and exercise. I think it all plays a really important role. And your hormones are going to affect the way that you feel as well. So I kind of like the cycle syncing and I like this trend because I feel like it's very educational and I like that it is making people more aware of the female body and that it's important to kind of tailor your exercises and your nutrition to where you're at in your cycle. There's a lot of different um, videos and stuff on TikTok I've noticed and other people talk a lot about this. Um, So cycle syncing isn't definitely new recently, but it's more trendy right now. And I think that there's a lot of good information out there. So I'm kind of about this trend. All right, let's start with another one that I don't like, and it is girl dinner. Like I see how it's funny because it's really true when it comes to being a girl. Like I was even telling Sean when we were first dating, dinners looked so different for me than what they look like when you're married or when you're dating. Like Men just eat meals, like big meals. And I think that's a good thing. And I've honestly seen benefits since being with Sean um, and how I feel and eating because we have actual meals at dinner time. And like, I remember like my college days, but like everyone does this in college. So I don't know that's the same thing, but I would eat like cereal for dinner. That was like one of my favorite things or lots of leftovers when I was in the fridge, yogurt bowls. I would make breakfast for dinner. It was always so random, but like Men, for some reason, want meals that are very hearty and well-balanced. Like, Sean loves pastas. He loves chicken and rice. He wants something that has, like, a meat source and a carb source. So you have to make dinner. But I think this girl dinner trend can just be kind of negative because it's kind of interesting. One, it's promoting just, like, not eating very much. Like, there's a lot of people who are just like, oh, I ate a bag of crackers, And I think it's eye-opening to how many people actually don't have well-balanced meals. Um, And I think it's important to remember that it's important to have meals and it's important to have structure in your meals, but it's also important to be eating enough and that we shouldn't be promoting not eating dinner, not eating enough food, that it's cool to be eating crackers for dinner, or it's cool to be eating chips and dip and nothing else and having these really low calorie days, especially from people who are influential or who are obviously have like the Barbie body or whatever, you know what I mean? Those are the things that I think can be very negative. And I think it's a trend that's not really promoting anything positive. It just kind of was funny to start off because it's relatable, but it can definitely be taken out of context and it cannot be a positive thing for a lot of girls. So not really a big fan of that trend um, that I've been seeing a lot. Okay, let's dive into the one that I'm obsessed with right now, and it's the Ninja Creamy. I will say I'm not as obsessed with this as some people are. There are people that really talked me into getting the Ninja Creamy. I waited a really long time because I was kind of like, is it really worth the investment? And after I got it, like I can confirm it is worth the investment. And if you like ice cream and if you have it a lot, there are people who have it every single night. And I'm like, yeah, it's totally worth the investment for you. 
I will say that there has to, there has to be like a perfect technique to it. Like you have to know how to use it and you kind of got to master the recipe. There's a lot of recipes going around using Jello, and I think that helps a lot with like the iciness that you'll get if you don't have like a um like a healthy fat or something to kind of make it an actual ice cream if you're trying to make like a protein ice cream. Um, it will definitely get icy if you don't have some kind of like binder to help with that. But I'm not a huge fan of Jello, and I think that a lot of people use the Jello mix in a lot of different things. And if you look at the ingredients, it's honestly awful for you. Like it has dyes in it, and it has a bunch of other things that just aren't really healthy for you and can cause a lot of gut problems. So I'm not big on the Jello thing because I don't want to be consuming that every single day, especially for the people who have it every single night. But I do love that you can just kind of make a protein shake and spin it into ice cream. And I think it's amazing. So I'll just do my favorite Trivani protein and some milk, some almond milk. And I blend that up and it's perfect. Sometimes it's icy, but if I do the soft serve ice cream, I've noticed that it is much better than if I just do traditional ice cream and it's a lot less icy. And I personally use like a thick coconut yogurt instead of jello so that it adds some healthy fats so it's smoother. Or like banana, those are two things that when you're making smoothies, it makes it less icy. So that's what I've been adding in instead of jello. That's just my personal take on it. I'm not a big fan of the Jello because of the ingredients. I really wish that was something they would come out with that was a little healthier. Because I mean, if you look at it, it's literally like yellow five, yellow six, cornstarch, sugar. Like it's not good for you. So it's not really doing any, it's not anything healthy. You obviously have to have some like balance, but if you're eating it every single day, like that's, let's be real, beyond the balance part. And now that's just kind of a routine. So that's kind of my take on it. I do love the Ninja Creamy. I will say that if you're not somebody who's gonna have like protein ice cream every single night, I don't know that it's worth the investment because it is a whopping $200 and you really do have to take care of it. I've seen like some horror stories on TikTok of people who haven't been cleaning it and how it doesn't work anymore. So like if you're not eating ice cream every single night or an ice cream, I don't know that it's 100% worth it. If you're eating it once a week even, I could justify it. But if you just are like a once in a while, like just use your blender or there's like cheaper versions of like, I think Cuisinart and other different brands that make like cheaper versions of them. And I've seen some good reviews on those as well. So I think it's kind of just like a 50-50 for me. Like I love it, but it's also crazy expensive for what it is, especially if you don't use it all the time. But being somebody that has smoothies and ice cream pretty much every single day, it was a good investment for me and I've honestly loved it so far. Next trend I've seen a lot is the pelvic floor over the traditional app crunches. And just like I mentioned in the first one, I am for this trend. I think, especially as a trainer, training your pelvic floor and training your abs correctly is so important. And it's something that everyone needs to do, men included. If you have back pain, if you have hip pain, if you've struggled with exercises and form, it is so important that you're focusing on your pelvic floor and you're focusing on creating a strong base because your core is the center for everything. And if you're dealing with those sorts of pain, especially in any kind of exercise, you're probably not engaging your core correctly. And crunches and different ab things that we've always been taught are not the key to getting a strong core. You need to be doing pelvic core exercises and strengthening your deep core. And there's a lot of different workouts and exercises that I've seen on TikTok. I think her name's, oh, I'll have to look her up. I think her name is Sadie and she has a ton of deep core exercises that I've seen on Instagram and TikTok. Um, but also Pilates, like I mentioned, those are great ways to strengthen your deep core. Next up, the soft girl era. I've seen this one a little bit. I don't know if everyone has seen this one, but 
I relate to this one specifically because I think that, especially going into my 30s, I'm just kind of in that laid back era and I like things simpler. I'm not looking for anything too glamorous and I call myself in my suburb era anyways. So I think it really relates because I'm looking for like softer aesthetic and softer things for my house. I've never been one of those like bright colored people anyways. I'm definitely just in that like neutral soft tone vibe. So I really like this era because it's kind of been inspiring to me. Um, but anything with these kind of trends, I think it's important to remember that you don't have to change one who you are or two your aesthetic because that's like what's trending now. And I think with all of these different trends, that's really easy to do because you start to see everybody creating videos and content around this type of aesthetic and you start to like replace things in your home or replace your outfits. And I think that you just kind of have to keep in mind that there's ways to do it with the things that you have. And there's ways to incorporate like the bigger picture of a trend into your life than changing everything. Um, But I do really relate to this one. So I do like it a lot because it's given me inspiration in different areas where I'm like, oh, that's really a cute outfit that like fits my style. Or that's really cute outfit inspo. I really like the just like the softness and the less energetic tone of some of these videos versus like the high paced, high intensity ones. So that one I do like a little bit, but I also can see the negative aspect in a lot of these different trends that way. So this was just a little lighthearted episode. I just wanted to give my opinion on some of the things that I've been seeing trending and some of the things that I'm like not loving as much. And I think that have some toxicity to them. Obviously everything trending on social media can have a little bit of toxicity because it makes you change sometimes who you are and make you feel very materialistic, which I think is unnecessary. But I also think that if you have a healthy mindset to it, they can be super fun and interesting and they can kind of incorporate into more of like an inspiration than it does have to be you changing a lot of things in your life or buying a lot of things. But I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and I will talk to you next week in the next episode.